Hello and welcome to season six of the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who we are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we're rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember our sovereignty together through stories, tools, curiosity, and community. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to join the Sacred Remembering Women's community. I also have many resources for you on your journey to reunite feminine and masculine, including private alchemical space holding for both individuals and couples. Schedule a consultation today at sarahpoet.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's begin. Hello, Sacred Remembering listeners. Welcome. I'm Sarah Poet, and I am so excited to bring forward this episode today with Katia Haino. She is a colon hydrotherapist in Asheville, North Carolina, who I have gotten to know by being her client. And I asked her to come onto the Sacred Remembering podcast today because I really want to normalize this topic of cleansing from the inside out. We're going to talk about poop, accumulation, colonics, colon hydrotherapy, parasites. And since I've been posting about some of this in my Instagram stories, I have been hearing from some of you like, you know, kind of like we were doing when I was talking about the yoni seeming, people wanted to know more. And so this is great because here you go. Now you can know more, but I've been hearing from you and you've been saying things like, okay, I want to do a parasite cleanse. And so, you know, do we need to eliminate? Yes, you do. Listen for the answer in this, um, in this podcast episode. So I want to share with you a little, I was just in the kitchen making a drink before um, coming in here to record this and just thinking about what I was going to say. And I'm going to start with a little story. And I share some of this in the episode as well. But I was thinking just now about my like 19, 20 year old self, 21, 22, 23. And I had huge gut issues, huge IBS. I did an episode on IBS and the stomach, I think this summer. So go back and find that. Um, if this is a topic that, you know, sits close at home to you as well. But in my early twenties, I had just a host of, let's say trouble with my gut, with digestion, with inexplicable pain, with trauma, because if you haven't heard me share the story before, I had a baby at the age of 19 that was adopted at birth. And so she was raised by other parents. And so I carried this child, loved this child, um, harbored this child. Like it, I, I took very seriously my job as her birth mother, as her natural mother to bring her through very safely and, um, you know, and well nurtured. And so I did that. And then I, and she was nine pounds, three ounces at birth. And I, and she was placed for adoption, you know, by the time I left the hospital and she was two days old, she went home with her adoptive parents. And so there I was a 19 year old with a gigantic stomach. And honestly, at that age, like little to no recognition of what the process would be of, you know, getting fit again, or like how to heal this relationship with my body, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. I was totally on my own. And that was quite traumatic. So what ended up happening was that combined with you know, things that had happened earlier in my life that I wasn't putting two and two together yet until much later in life, I was in a lot of pain. And somehow, like by the grace of God, or whatever you call God, I found colonics. And I had so much like pain and constipation and 
couldn't digest anything, just it had all this dysmorphia in my gut. And I found colonics. And I was living in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in this awesome apartment that overlooked the river. And I got to look at the sunset every day, which was amazing. And right in like downtown Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, there was a woman who had an open colonic like machine device. And this woman, I think was like an angel incarnate because she was so gentle and so supportive and so healing on my journey of personal empowerment because I didn't have the tools and resources as a young woman in my twenties who had lost a baby. I mean, it was like, you're on your own, go make something of yourself. Good luck. Like any kind of restorative or trauma therapy just was not given to me until I found them myself. And so the physicality of the colonics and how healing it was to like literally wash out my colon and wash out the debris that, you know, maybe emotionally I was holding onto, like holding tension in my gut. Who knows? I'm still holding tension in my gut sometimes. So, you know, it's just with a bunch of like really big love that I share this. And I was just thinking, you know, if I could have told my 20 year old self who was so traumatized, trying to get back to normal, there's no normal. She's just trying to play by the rules. She's just like trying to heal from losing a baby and and get back to it and on her own. And if I would have told her like there in that room on that open colonic machine, and I was embarrassed to be doing it. Like if I could have told that 20 year old self that one day I would be talking so openly about it and releasing a podcast on all things colon hydrotherapy and the benefits of it and really doing my part to normalize these things. And also how this is so important for trauma healing, for energy healing, for, you know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the benefits are. And in my experience, I have healed emotionally, energetically, physically, karmically with the incorporation of colon hydrotherapy into my life. And so if I could have told that younger 20 year old self that I would be having this kind of conversation out loud, you know, maybe she would have been like, wow, that's pretty badass or yeah, looking forward to it. So there's, there's some implied, you know, or, or like inherent, um, inspiration there to maybe, you know, go back and give your younger self a high five and, and like, you know, I am the future self to that younger self. Right. And so then I thought, well, now I need to also give like a heads up and a high five to my future self. Now who's going to be doing <laughs> way awesome things that like I'm on my way to. Right. So just kind of incorporating some future self celebration in there. So this has been a big part of my journey and, um, where I live, there have been like variations of availability around colonics and colon hydrotherapy. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about what that is and you can find a practitioner for that. Do your own education about that, feel it out. And then we talk about at home enemas and cleansing that doesn't clean as far into the colon, but it's also, you know, great in my opinion. I also want to say that I think that you know this, if you've listened to Sacred Remembering podcast episodes before, but because this one is a little bit more, you know, in the medical realm, I do also want to give a disclaimer that there is no medical advice coming out of here. You are sovereign and you are going to make your own decisions and do your own research after listening to our conversation. And my intention is to share this information with you, not to convince you or to tell you what's right for you, but to share it and to make it more normal and um, to bring on an awesome 
woman, Katia Haino, um, who is just so knowledgeable about these things. So I will pause there. You can tell that my authentic excitement is high for, for this conversation. I also will quickly mention that as I record this and release this, the Structure and Flow waitlist is open. The doors will open for open cart until mid-December 2022, and we start as a group early January. Structure and Flow is a 90-day system. I talked about it at the beginning of the last podcast quite extensively, and so I'll do a little bit of a shorter intro here. The last podcast was on sound healing and increasing frequency. We also increase frequency through cleansing our colons. So we have, we have a theme here. Um, and structure and flow is about a, a couple things simultaneously. So creating greater internal balance in feminine masculine, <clears throat> excuse me, and also optimizing time and energy and creating really clear and authentic boundaries, not defensively, but very energetically clear boundaries. You can learn more about this at sarahpoet.com backslash structure and flow. And I'll just mention also that the prices will be the lowest as I open this up. And then there will be different tiers of prices as we get closer to mid-December. So if you are interested in this transformative (laughs) system. I've used it four times the whole 90 days. I am really looking forward to using it again with the group. And we are doing a full group coaching, like immersion. And so you will have the solidarity and support of the women in the group. And I'm really excited. There are uh, women from the Sacred Remembering community that are already like, okay, I'm ready. And the wait list is growing. And so this program just speaks for itself. It's so awesome. And uh, I release it annually at this time of year, ordinarily. So it's time. It's time. Reach out to me and schedule a consultation if you have any questions about it, but you can learn a lot at sarahpoet.com backslash structure and flow. And so this is for you. If you feel like you're giving your energy away, if you feel like you have a hard time creating boundaries, it's for you. If you are like in a job and you want to incorporate more of the feminine, it's for you. If you are a female entrepreneur, really wanting to do feminine and masculine differently in business. I've been really walking that walk for a while. Um, yeah, and it's for you. If you just like want more sovereignty and autonomy with your relationships and where you give your energy, I'm super passionate about that. So, um, yeah, check it out and be in touch. Enjoy today's episode. Thank you for being here. So much love. Be sure to check out, you know, the library of sacred remembering episodes that came before this. We are going to conclude for now at episode 144. So check it out. And then if you'd like to also look at the community that is associated with this podcast, that's not going anywhere. You can find that at sarahpoet.com backslash community. And we are a women's community that is actively sacred remembering, sacredly remembering together. Um, So check that out and so much love. Hello, Katya. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks, Sarah. I'm really glad you invited me to be on. I so wanted to talk about this topic on the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I don't know if I shared with you, but the the podcast itself is actually going to be coming to a close at 144 episodes. There's like this collection of work and this topic I absolutely wanted inside of this collection. So today we're going to be talking about internal cleansing, colonics, enemas, poop, hormones, healing trauma, energetics of it all. I mean, like anything that comes up, we're just, we're going to dive in. And I want to say that I I met you in person because I came to you for colonics, colon hydrotherapy. I'm such a fan. 
And we talk about everything when I'm like on your table. So, you know, (laughs) we'll just pick it right back up here and um, continue some good conversation that we can share with others. Great. So I'll read your bio. Katya Haino. Am I pronouncing that right? Haino. Katya Haino is a registered nurse, colon hydrotherapist, and creator-owner of the food and wellness blog, Savory Lotus. She has a deep passion for healthy food, clean living, internal cleansing, and overall wellness as a way of life. She has spent the last two decades training in yoga, Ayurveda, detox, nutrition, functional medicine, testing, and digestive health. She believes that optimal wellness starts with a clean digestive system and that we can find better health by promoting drainage and elimination in the body to reduce the overall toxic body burden. Yes. Katya runs a colon hydrotherapy clinic in Asheville, North Carolina. She sees clients virtually for health coaching and continues to share healthy gluten-free recipes on the Savory Lotus blog. And that's savorylotus.com. And you can find Katya at cleanseashville.com as well. And incredible Instagram videos at cleanseashville. (laughs) Also, you can see the colon hydrotherapy up close and in person or up close in the reels um, on Instagram. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Thank you so much. So this is sacred remembering and, you know, we say modern women waking up to the truth of who we are. And so I would love to start with a little bit of your journey as to how you got into this, how you became a colon hydrotherapist, got interested in internal cleansing and how that relates to your journey. Well, like most therapist healers, I have my own healing journey. Um, I had a wellness journey that was about eight or nine years long after having my second baby, I started having kind of those mystery symptoms, you know, digestively unwell, all of the food started bothering me. And, uh, it was triggered by a, um, a travel trip. We took to Mexico. I got food poisoning really bad. And after that, I was never the same. Since then, what I've learned is usually there's an accumulation that's happening and then there's a triggering event that's kind of like the thing that pushes you over the edge. And so uh, I spent the next eight plus years unraveling that digestive issue. You know, I did the traditional route, went to my conventional doctor, got tested for everything. And pretty much after all the testing, you know, um, Let's see, they did parasite testing, abdominal ultrasound, CT. Oh, gosh, it's been so long. I don't remember all the things, but eventually they're like, you have IBS, you know? And I was like, how does a, you know, under 40 year old woman just get IBS? And so that led me to continue to question. And I started going to um, functional medicine and paleo conferences and eventually learned that I had been exposed to Lyme, eventually learned that I'd been exposed to mold. And saw countless functional medicine doctors, lots of different kinds of healers. And in that, I learned a lot about detoxification because that's part of it. And um, at one point, and it's probably been four or five years now, I was getting a little bit better with everything, but I never was like really finding true wellness. And I decided to let go of all my diagnoses. I was like, I just can't, like, I'm not a limey, I'm not a moldy, like, I basically had the same environmental kind of illness that I see over and over again with people. And I didn't know four or five years ago, I didn't have a term for it, but it's really an epidemic of accumulation that's happening in the body because we really only get sick two ways. Like I don't now with my clients, I don't really care about your diagnoses. I mean, you can tell me and I can hear, but basically we get sick from accumulation, meaning either heavy metals, pathogens, Lyme, mold, traumas. That's a really big one. Um, So many different things and deficiencies. So too much of things and not enough of things. And so about four or five years ago, I started removing the accumulation and I had already been doing, you know, little enemas here, coffee enemas here and all this thing. But I went full bore, had all my mercury fillings taken out, you know, moved out of uh, a situation that had me exposed to mold. I 
had my front root canal removed. I mean, I went all the way. I did coffee enemas for a year solid, really religiously, sweat in a sauna. I developed a program of really cleaning myself out. And in doing that, I also detoxed the rest of my life, you know, relationships, really paying attention to all the inputs. And now I find myself a year from my 50th birthday feeling better than I've ever remember feeling, having the best digestion I ever remember having. I have lots of energy. I sleep well. My sex drive feels like it has returned. Um, but the most important thing that's returned for me is internal joy, right? And I don't know if I shared with you shared this with you in one of our colon hydrotherapy sessions, but it's something that's been a big revelation for me is I have an 11 year old daughter. And when I ask her to go get the mail done our long driveway, she skips. When I walk into her room and she's doing crafts, her legs are swinging and she's humming. That to me is real joy. Yeah. And I'm finding in those really mundane moments of cleaning the bathroom in my clinic, doing dishes, that internal joy has returned. And I really attribute it to internally, spiritually, mentally, physically, all of it cleansing myself. So, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. You covered so much in there. We're going to pick, like, pick it apart, but I love what you just said last, like, yes to the joy. And you named these kind of layers that I talk about also with wholeness, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And we could say spiritual slash energetic. And I think that that, you know, could be, we could talk about more than four layers, but we'll just keep it kind of simple, simplified with that. And so here we're talking about cleansing the body. And I love that you also said cleansing your life, use a detox to my life of the relationships that didn't work, the, you know, I'm sure habits that didn't work. And then it started to align more with the truth of who you are, which I talk about all the time. And so then you're like finding your joy, finding your energy, and it is throughout physical and emotional, mental, spiritual, Okay. I love that. So maybe, you know, we can refer to those kind of layers in what you see also in your clients that kind of come in the door. Um, I want to almost define a couple of things before we move forward though. And the first thing I wrote down was accumulation because you said you started to clear accumulation, but then you did go back and define that. It's like, the too much of, you know, the toxins, the heavy metals, the, the stuff that's like not supposed to be in our bodies that like gunks up the health. Um, what do, if I, if I can speak to that just for a moment, please. the one thing that I do tell, talk to all my clients about, it really does start with the physical, right? Yes. Like that's how we mm -hmm. interact yeah. and interface with the world. So there's been over 150,000 chemicals introduced onto the planet since World War II. The average woman puts about 12 products on her body, which has about over 200 chemicals that have been labeled as not safe. Um, yeah. And so we have a lot of exposure. Every time you get into your car, there's fire retardants on the seats. There's glyphosate in 75% of our, all air samples in the United States. Wow. Uh, if you're eating at restaurants, you're eating food that's laden with pesticides and herbicides. So it's inevitable. So... Uh, we're being assaulted and bombarded more than we ever have been in history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have what's called drainage pathways in the body, pee, poop, sweat, liver, lymph. That's, it's very just basic. And that's what I actually work on. Pee, poop, sweat, liver, lymph is where I start with all of my clients. So that's how we eliminate. And so what's happening is those elimination pathways are so congested, just like living in LA, you know, the path, the, the highways are congested. Things can't move, so we're accumulation, accumulating. Accumulation breeds disease. If you're accumulating in the colon, you get constipation, gas, bloating, SIBO. It can lead to colon cancer. If you're accumulating in the liver and the gallbladder, you can get food sensitivities, chemical sensitivities, sludgy bile, which leads to poor digestion, constipation, um, gallstones. I mean, how many people do we know who've lost their gallbladder, Right. You accumulate in your kidneys because you're not drinking enough water and you're not peeing enough. Um, you get high blood pressure, you get kidney stones. And it's the same thing emotionally. If you were stagnant in your creative pathways, you know, you get depression and, you know, loss of joy. So I come from a, the longer I'm in this wellness space, 
the the simpler I I see things as. It's like it's a we're not eliminate we're accumulating faster than we're eliminating. So what I'm helping people do is to find lifestyle modifications that they can do daily to help themselves eliminate the accumulation. Yes. So amazing. And I just want to say again, like your Instagram, you're always educating in your videos on Instagram. So follow Katya at cleanse Asheville on Instagram. Okay. Yes. Amazing. These five drainage pathways. Okay. And accumulation. And I think that listeners are probably beginning to understand the why, like, why are we talking about this? Um, and you know, so yes, the physical layer is the, obviously the most dense, And then that's going to affect the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, energetic, and then back down the line. Yeah, the Um, physical gets really, gets really difficult because being a nurse for 17 years, I am Western trained. I didn't learn any of this in nursing school. And one of the main things that I see that, because, you know, most people come to me for digestive issues is um, stagnant liver pathway, inefficient bile and parasites. Those are things that the conventional medical system knows very little about. And I don't say it. I, I'm, if I have a heart attack, please take me to the nearest emergency room. If I have a car accident, but when it comes to digestion and liver and those things, there is, there's just not a lot of understanding and parasites are huge. And I just want to tell it, if you have a pulse, you have them. Whether they're affecting your health or not is questionable. We used to have a very symbiotic relationship with parasites where we would, they're bottom feeders. They gobble up heavy metals, they gobble up viruses, they gobble up um, pathogens. So they would enter our body, they would feed on that stuff, clean us up, and we would excrete them. But now our body burden is so big, and um, so our resilience is down, we're no longer able to excrete them, and now they're taking over causing imbalances. And um, so parasite cleansing is something I do with the part of my clientele who are willing to work on drainage, so. yeah. Right. Okay. So I I feel like I want to circle back to parasites because it's such a awesome topic and I want to dive into that, but I want to go back and ask you to define functional medicine Um, because that might be a new term for folks. And it's like, and I, I love that you named that you have the years of history being an RN. And so you have this like Western medicine, you know, experience, and then you're like, there's, there's this whole other world. And so you discovered functional medicine and then you became a practitioner. So what does that mean? Well, I discovered functional medicine. So functional medicine is a different way of looking at the body, but what I would say, what I do more now is root cause medicine. So Mm -hmm. root cause medicine, I use functional medicine testing, meaning functional medicine is just a a way of looking at the body where it it does take root cause into effect that, that there's always a reason for something, right? So that's what I do. Like if you're not having bowel movements, there's a reason for that. I don't want you just to take, you know, herbs and supplements to make you poop. If you're not sleeping well at night, there's a reason for that. So root cause medicine is kind of where I, where I have landed now. Um, and you might hear functional medicine, this functional medicine. And so functional medicine is a way of looking at the body at the whole, um, connecting the dots versus in Western medicine. It's like, you go to your GI guy, you go to your foot doctor, you go to your, you know, your, you know, ear, nose, throat specialist. So functional medicine looks at the body as the whole, um, peaks underneath the hood to kind of see where the deficiencies and the stagnation and everything lies so we can get to the root cause and fix the problem and not just put a bandaid on a gushing wound. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk about, um, colon hydrotherapy. Like let's talk about colonics and also home enemas. Cause I know that people are going to be wanting this information. We're like, okay, we have this accumulation. And then we have all kinds of symptoms like IBS and gas and, um, strange diagnoses or non-diagnoses, like you said. And so, um, let's talk about like what this is because, um, you know, (laughs) obviously I'm a big fan of talking about this, kind of getting it out there in the open. I have a feeling that some listeners have never heard of this before. And so, let's talk about cleaning out the colon and like, what's the difference between a colonic and an enema, 
you know, what you do versus um, what you can do at home, you know, let like move in the poop. Let's talk about the poop. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, the first yeah. thing I want to say about poop is I don't have a lot of hard and fast rules about what everyone should do, except it is imperative that you poop every day to be healthy. You cannot be fully healthy if you don't poop every day. And that's just a hard and that's a hard and fast rule because if you are not eliminating every 24 hours, the food that you're eating, the food that is going through your body through your 27 feet of tube is rotting, putrefying and creating bacterial overgrowth. But the other part of it is your liver, which is your hardest working organ in your body, filters all your blood every six minutes. It uses the bile to catch all the things that you're being exposed to and also your endogenous hormones like your estrogens and things that need to come out of your body. So you probably have heard estrogen dominance is a huge problem. And a lot of it has to do with stagnant liver and bile flow because the body needs to get rid of that. So when you, um, when you poop, the bile is in your intestines in, that, in, in the poop. And so if it's just traveling through there really slow, you're just reabsorbing that bile which has all the toxins. So you're recirculating your toxins and it's not coming out. So it's really important to poop. So I look at the body like a drainage funnel. So like a, like a real funnel, right? And all your cells and your lymph and everything is draining into that funnel and the colon's at the bottom. Imagine if I took a big marble and just dropped it in to the very bottom of that funnel. You could be detoxifying internally, but if it's not coming out through your bum, it's just sitting there, right? So it's really important yeah. that you empty out the waste out of your bum. Yeah, that's really important what you just said. So like if you're detoxing, if you're taking some kind of liver cleanse or um, parasite cleanse or something like that, but you're not like also doing the, the flushing of the colon, then it's sitting there and recycling. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of clients who said, oh yeah, I did this detox or I did this parasite cleanse and I felt terrible. So um, if you work yeah. with me, I have a process how I do things and I would never uh, work with someone doing parasite cleansing if they're not pooping every day and willing to do either colonics or home enemas during that time. So basically what a home enema is, is, well, in the Western medical world, an enema is a fleet enema. You can go to CVS and buy this 250 ml plastic bottle with a little plastic nozzle. Um, I don't find them very effective and I don't like them because they've been sitting in plastic. So the water mm. has all kind of plastics and toxins in it. And I don't want to be squirting that up into my mucous membrane. So that's not what I'm talking about. We use those in the hospitals and I don't find them very effective. What I'm talking about is an enema bag, an enema bucket, um, preferably made out of silicone, non-toxic, something that doesn't leach. I have a glass one, there's stainless steel ones, and there's a BPA-free plastic ones, where you put anywhere from two to four cups of warm filtered water. Um, water is typically the easiest enema to do. I personally will put a little sprinkle of sea salt into it just for minerals. And you put it into your bum through uh, the bag and the tube, and you hold it inside your body from five to 15 minutes, and then you poop it out into the toilet. And pretty much it's washing and cleaning out the bottom 12 to 18 inches of your colon. It can be really helpful for people who get backed up. Um, it's a tool. It's not meant to be used forever. It's a tool while you are figuring out the root cause why you're not pooping. Mm -hmm. It could also be a great way while you're doing a protocol to promote movement. Mm -hmm. There are different kinds of enemas and um, anything I talk about, nothing I say is medical advice. I just share what my clients do. Uh, one of the big tenants in my clinic is do your own research, take your wellness in your own hand. It's really important that you understand that everything isn't for everybody. And so it's really important that you're kind of researching, feeling out. And I really ask people to lean into their intu intuition about what feels good and what feels right. I'm not a doctor. And I actually don't recommend any, anything medical to any of my clients, but I will share what my clients do and what I do. Mm -hmm. So water enemas can be beautiful for that. Coffee enemas are a different thing. They are made for liver detoxification and gallbladder flushing. Um, so that's another enema that you could do at home. And I know that people do wheatgrass enemas. You could do chamomile enemas. Um, you could do kombu enemas for mineralization. People do all kinds of Epsom salts enemas. Um, I, one of my mentors does apple cider vinegar enemas. And so these are all things to do your own research and see, but it's a tool that you can do not only to evacuate the bowels, but 
putting things up into your bum. I know it in this culture seems weird. It's actually one of the fastest routes for absorption. So in an emergency situation, if you can't get an IV into somebody and somebody's vomiting, you could actually hydrate them rectally, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like, you know, survival skill stuff. You know, you Mm -hmm. could put, you know, mineral filled water up into somebody's rectum and you can hydrate them and save their life that way. But water enemas, just as a whole, there's a lot of my clients who struggle with chronic constipation who do it once a week on a weekend. And there is just a, um, it's a self-care practice to promote downward motion. Most of us that are not pooping regularly, we have to do physical therapy for our bowels, right? Just like if you hurt your shoulder, you have to rehab it. And so it's part of the rehab process along with other lifestyle modifications. So colon hydrotherapy is a little different. So enemas is something you could do at home. The equipment is relatively inexpensive. It's a one-time investment. Colon hydrotherapy is something you go to somebody who's trained and uh, you want to go to somebody who knows what they're doing. There are two Mm -hmm. types of colon hydrotherapy. There's closed and open. I do closed. Um, Some people prefer the open. It's not my thing. Closed means the system is closed. There is a speculum inserted into your body. It's got a Y on it and warm water goes in into one part of it and water and waste goes out the other. It's completely closed. I don't come into contact with anybody's uh, bowel movements. It doesn't smell and it's really just hygienic. Yeah. Um, like you're, I just want to share too, cause I've done open and closed and um, can I jump in here of and course. share some things? So closed, like you're on a table and this tube is in you. And then there's this kind of water machine on the wall you can talk more about and the water's coming in and then you're actually seeing what is eliminating. And um, so then you can kind of get the quality of your poop and what's living inside it or what's hanging out inside of you. Um, and maybe living, maybe there are parasites that you'll see swimming by as well. And so the closed system, I, okay, I want to, I want to just like open this up a little bit more because, you know, we have this topic of trauma and emotions and things like that, that also come up in this, this topic. And, um, I did sort of a corresponding podcast on this, I think, maybe May or June of 2022, that was about like IBS and, you know, desire and like the emotional components of the gut. So when I found colon hydrotherapy, I was in my early twenties and I had lost a child to adoption at the age of 19. So I had so much gut stuff. And then I didn't even realize the layers of trauma that had come before that in early childhood. I didn't unpack that until later in life. So, or decades later. So I had incredible stagnation, incredible pain in my gut after losing my daughter. And I discovered by the grace of God, this thing called colon hydrotherapy. And I would go to this lady and I think she was like a human angel. And I was so young and so like confused about why I felt so bad and, um, not realizing the emotional layers of, you know, trauma and all of that. And then the stagnation that was in my gut. And I found great comfort in the open system because, that's like, you're laying kind of like on a big toilet bed and you can just eliminate like when you feel full. So for, you know, 15, 18 years, I really preferred the open system because I wanted to be like, quote unquote, in control or something, or just like feel that personal freedom. I have been to other practitioners who do the closed system, and I don't know if it was about the practitioner, or I don't know if it was about my level of trauma that was still active, but I have never enjoyed a closed system before you. (laughs) You are like the, oh my gosh, a closed system is actually um, safe, peaceful, like you know, I'm not going to poop all over the table. <laughs> and if I do, it's okay, you know? And, and so I just wanted to share that because I, I have heard other people say like, what this closed system and you really have like taught me, shown me and, and allowed me to experience that the process of like working with a closed system, it does not have to be traumatic. 
Um, so I wanted to add that from just a participant perspective. No, and, and, I, I, and I do know people who prefer the open system. And I think for certain people who have a lot of trauma, maybe that's the thing. I guess I come from a practitioner standpoint where I want to go in deep. I think they're more effective. The closed are more effective. Yeah. I learned, so I help people have babies for a really long time. And so Mm -hmm. what I learned is in order for people to relax, to release, they have to be relaxed. And so I create a very relaxing environment where you don't have to do anything. I drive the car. So when I have an open system, I have a hard time relaxing enough to totally get in there, but there's a time and a place for everything. Right. Yeah. Right. So 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 like, yeah. So in the closed system, you're on the table and Katya is right there and she's like letting the water in and then you say, okay, I'm full. And then you let it back out and then you see what comes out through this like glass sort of window in the system. So I would love to hear you talk about what you see in clients, like when they are new to this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so if someone's like, well, I'm pooping every day, uh, never done a parasite cleanse, like, do I need this? What do you see in newcomers? So I have a really wide range of clients. I see a lot of clients every week. And so basically, um, the colonic cleanses the five, most, most people's colon is five feet long, right? Mm -hmm. And it cleanses the entire five feet of that. It takes a burden off your liver because everything you eat, drink, breathe, put on your skin goes in your liver. And so it's just internal cleansing. And so even people, go ahead. Can I just say one thing, which is different from the enema because the enema only gets those first, what you said, eight, 12 inches. to eight, 12, 12 to 18, eight. depending yeah. on how much you can get in there. So right. the average okay. adult colon is five feet, right? So I'm getting in deeper yeah. and I go in slowly. So they say people can hold up between 10 and 20 pounds of waste in their colon. I don't have x-ray. I don't know that, but I do see that when people, even if somebody does like a six pack or a 10 pack with me, they continue to release. So for newcomers, mm-hmm. it's just a tool. There is no magic unicorn in wellness. There is not yeah. one thing you're going to do and be like, ah, everything's amazing. And so I, what I recommend people to do is find the things that you get the best return on investment for what clonics to me are kind of the gateway drug to clean living, because yeah. when you start to feel the body letting go of whatever it is you're holding on to, um, there starts to be the stirring of energy that happens, you know, and everybody's different. And I can say not everybody's ready for it. I have people who come and it's a lot for them because like you said, it's not just physical. So I have to admit that when I started becoming a colon hydrotherapist, I was doing this because I deeply believe in internal cleansing. I feel like it's the way out of a lot of chronic illness. I did understand for myself personally that trauma is a piece of it, but I didn't understand how trauma informed I have to be. And so that's what I'm working on right now. And my level of understanding and training is I'm becoming more trauma informed and I'm learning more about that because I can say that 90% of all the clients who see me for long-term chronic constipation and other digestive issues, if they see me long enough, we discuss trauma and it's there. Yeah. So it's a big part of it. But for the newcomer, so say, I mean, you know, I have one 27-year-old client. He is super healthy. His testosterone levels are still good. He's got a lot of muscle mass. He's just interested in being healthier because he was noticing his energy was waning a little bit. So when I first got into wellness, I would notice that happened around 40 for people because I believe we have an innate resilience and innate like battery of energy. Yeah, I'm seeing younger and younger clients getting depleted because of our overall toxic body burden. Parasites and heavy metals are the two things that are kind of ubiquitous. Um, And so basically, it's just weighing us down, draining us in our mitochondria. So that's a big buzzword. But mitochondria are, they're actually bacteria that live in every single cell of yours that create ATP and create your energy, right? So Mm -hmm. our mitochondria are are just, they're worn out. So Mm -hmm. this 27-year-old guy, he's been coming to me. He's probably had five or six colonics. And he just cannot talk enough about how it has, how it has given him his energy back. But in, when I see clients, I don't just do clinics. We do lifestyle modification and I've helped him kind of dial some other things in. So that's one picture. Another picture is a 30, 30 year old woman that might come in and, you know, she's noticed that she's gaining weight. You know, she's noticed that, you know, her thyroid functions down. She's noticed that maybe her fertility's down, um, energy, you know, not, not pooping, 
And that's more, then I start thinking more about cortisol, right? Like cortisol mm. is like enemy number one in the modern culture. Yeah. Cortisol and cortisol doesn't mean like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, stress, stress. The body doesn't differentiate stress. You could have parasites that's stressful. You could uh, have heavy metals. You could not sleep enough. You could have a poor standard American diet. You could hate your job. You know, you could have liver stagnation. You could be living in a war zone. It's all the same to your body. When cortisol, it's produced in your adrenals. When cortisol is up, it your body loves you and wants to keep you alive longer. So it downregulates your metabolism. So then you're gaining weight. Your thyroid function goes down. You may lose your hair. You may get constipated, right? It, your body doesn't want you to have a baby during war or famine time. So your sex hormones go down. It is not normal for people who are 25, 28, 32 years old not to be able to get pregnant. Not normal. It's common, mm -hmm. but not normal. Also, we live our lives like always on, right? So we're supposed yeah. to be breathing in, breathing out, just like Mother Nature, just like, you know, but we get up in the morning, cortisol is up and we are jamming through the day. And so we're like, drink coffee, drink more yes. caffeine. Yes. Yeah. Like hype up the cortisol. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we're not pausing to eat. How many of us eat standing up? How many of us eat going through the drive-through? Mm. I mean, so when you're eating with high cortisol, the body thinks that there's stress going on. It thinks you're being chased by a bear. All of your blood flow goes to your legs, your lungs, your brain, so you can get away from the bear. So your digestive enzymes in your mouth are down, hydrochloric acid in your stomach's down, peristalsis, which makes the movement go down, also slows down. Mm -hmm. So all this food is chugging through there slowly. Your gallbladder might have released some bile into there. Now you're reabsorbing it. Digestion takes 30% of your energy, but if it's moving mm. slowly, it's going to take 50% of your energy. And so then we're wondering why we're 30 years old, we're gaining weight, we can't get pregnant, we don't poop, uh, and our hormones are in the toilet. Um, so then we start yeah. calling hydrotherapy. We start just to kind of releasing that. And that's not going to fix everything, but then we start realizing that we have to start emptying things. Most of my clients who stick with me will move on to a liver detox. Because your liver, we need to get your liver cleaning your blood better and faster. And then most people after that will move on to a parasite cleanse, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a step, and I don't do everything with everybody, but, um, you know, we just start emptying out the body burden. Like, Sarah, you have a story. Your body burden is where you lived, you know, what you're exposed to, what you ate. But even before that, your generational trauma and then mm -hmm. your childhood stuff. I mean, we're made up of all the inputs of our daily life. And so I try to get people to up-level their inputs on all levels, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't fringe anymore. This isn't weirdo. This isn't like new agey. This is like, we Necessary. need this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, we I'm going to say it. this, like, if you want to feel good, yeah. you have to clean your body. And yeah. because all day, every day in my clinic, I see person after person coming, sitting in this chair. And the words I hear constantly is low energy, stagnant, heavy, you know, yeah. Yeah. even if they're not big people, we're being weighed down by all this stuff. And a lot of it is trauma. So again, yeah, I want to go, I want to go there because I, <laughs> I was just writing, I'm, I'm writing a book and I was just writing about trauma and heaviness. And it doesn't necessarily mean weight gain heaviness, but there's, there's an energetic heaviness to trauma that I wouldn't have known how to talk about, you know, if, if I hadn't been like, how do I unburden, you know, in, in all these different ways. And so there's, there's just this like weight and it could be, you know, like I definitely carried extra weight in my belly when I was more burdened with trauma, with emotional trauma, with epigenetic trauma. And then, you know, as I'm clearing that for many years and then doing, I was doing colon hydrotherapy less frequently before I, um, found you because you were kind of new to Asheville and I wasn't really pleased with the options in Asheville. And then along came Katya mm -hmm. and <laughs> thank goodness. I know we're all very happy about it. And, um, 
Yeah. And you and I have talked really openly about like the things that I was unburdening this year. It was like what was underneath the underneath the underneath of all the trauma clearing that I'd done before. And there's this, I remember like the first or second time I was there. One time I was there, I was just like, Kati, I'm going to cry on your table today. And you were like, okay. And then, you know, another time you were like, breathe and let it go. Like whatever you are holding onto, because if we have trauma, we're, we're keeping ourselves safe. And we're like, even energetically, like holding the muscles up and in and not letting go in this hypervigilance. And then it's like, you know, go ahead and, and let it, I think you said like, breathe it out the butt. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And then it worked. And then the elimination like really started. Um, and I'll just also share that, you know, I've, I've sent friends your way and I've gotten phone calls on the way home from friends that were like, oh my God, that had so much, that moved so much emotion, you know, because they're also ready for it. It's like these things that we've been holding on to, and then we start to cleanse. And then there's like an emotional release sometimes at the same time that there's this physical release. So I think there's a huge trauma component um, to this. and, And I love that you know, you're seeing that you're sensing that you're getting the additional trainings and everything else. And you're just so intuitively, I had no idea I was going to have so much crying on my table. And I actually tell people that it's totally fine. Um, so I'm really practical the way I look at things. We, I talked about the way the physical stagnation, uh, affects the body, but Mm -hmm. we're also made up of meridians. The body's made up of 14 meridians. And it's kind of when you go get uh, acupuncture, that's, they put the needles along the meridian. So When we have things happen to us in childhood, in adulthood, that our body cannot and our soul and ourselves cannot process, the body tucks it away into a spot, right? Mm -hmm. If it gets stuck in a certain meridian, certain pathway in the body, whatever organ on that meridian, whatever organs on that meridian, that organ gets affected. So if it's something on your liver, gallbladder meridian, your liver, gallbladder will be affected. And you were saying that, you know, this year you're doing you know, this kind of release, what I've learned through my own personal trauma work and from other people is like the body won't let go of something until it's ready. So Mm -hmm. that's why we start with the physical. We have to get the big guns out of the way. For me, I'm like nine plus years into my trauma, into my healing journey. And I'm just dealing with some of my own kind of childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. And I just had a trauma release work done by one of my teachers and I passed parasites for three days no anti-parasitics. Yeah. I want to talk about trauma and parasites. Can we just like go there? Because I have intuited for a long time and this is like my experience and my intuition and, you know, being a seer and studying light and dark and energetics. I, I think trauma is a pathway for parasites in the body. I do think that there were more susceptible to, um, well, obviously energetic attack, And I think that, you know, parasites are like a physical manifestation of allowing, you know, energetic porousness or like, you know, something, let's say darker, like in influencing our life. And a lot of the times that is what trauma is, you know, is like something negative or, or like bad or, um, you know, just like a malintent, you know, happened to us. And I think that space energetically that we hold in our aura and our body. And like, you're talking about how it gets stuck, um, at a space in the body, we are weakened, you know, we're like more susceptible to, and if you think about like the nature of what a parasite is, it's like living off of your energy. And so I have, I've definitely cleared parasites. And if I go, like, if I'm doing a big, you know, period of trauma healing or like working through a big issue, I, I think that's a great time to do a parasite cleanse. That's just my like non-medical, you know, experience kind of opinion. Um, but yeah. And you said like, you've been on this healing journey and you approached it from the the physical first and then like got to the trauma part. And I would say, I was like, I just want to name this for, for listeners. There's like 
no um, unilateral like direction for for healing this. We're just you know going with our intuition and and what's arising. And so my trauma healing path was a lot of like getting into body based therapies, realizing that these things stayed in the body. You know, doing a lot of like Hakomi internal family systems, like getting, releasing the traumas from the body and the integration, you know, EFT tapping embodiment, like reclaiming of the feminine, reclaiming of the body, all of that. And then it was like, and you've been in the rat race sort of, you know, um, like taking for granted that the body bounces back, you know, so like being on this like the body-based journey in the last, I don't know, a few years or whatever, um, has been incredible. And so it happens in, in all, in all ways, but yeah, just wanted to, to add those things. Yeah. You know, there's a million ways for us to find our way home. There isn't one approach (laughs) and it's like an onion layer, you know, like I probably did talk therapy for a couple of years. I've done physical kind of stuff. And you know, I'm just peeling back the onion layer constantly and yeah. I don't think I'll ever stop. Right. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stagnation yeah. happens on all levels. And basically the reason that trauma affects parasites and things like that is just like you said, it lowers resilience, heavy metals, yes. pathogens, trauma. It all lowers your resilience and makes you more susceptible. And the one thing that I have learned through my own physical self is traumas and pathogens and those things block detox. So yes. You know, um, you know, I've done like a really um, advanced level liver detox, you know, just to kind of, um, you know, I work with a select group of my clients and we go really deep. A lot of people feel a lot of emotional stuff. A lot of people, you know, a lot of gallbladder, gallstones, you know, it's like we all have different things to release at different times. It's never the same and it's never wrong. You just want to work with your intuition. You want to work with somebody that kind of knows what they're doing. Um, and then you want to do your own research. Right. Right. I love, I love that. Yes. With decreased resilience, we're more susceptible and it makes sense that if we're holding on to the accumulation of the, the gunk, then, um, you know, we have, we have much to let go of. And I love what you said in the beginning about joy. And so there is this component of, you know, we're not, it is the layers of the onion. It is like this, you know, journey throughout life to become more well, more whole, you know, more ourselves. And as we let go, we can and do experience the revitalization of the system. Yes. 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 You know, and I'm going to say this and, you know, coming from 12 years of Catholic school and, all this, the word God has been hard for me, but now I've totally like understand God is <laughs> yeah. love. Yeah. And the cleaner I am physically, the closer to God I am to closer yes. to love. And if you think about any old religious kind of practice, purification is part of that. And, you know, I've had several people, clients just be like, oh, the whites of your eyes are so white or, you know, and yes, I'm physically very clean. But what it's done, it's pulled the rest of my life with it. You know, like, I mean, years ago, I detoxed, you know, my cleaning cabinets, you know, my beauty products. It's all part of it, you know, like the amount of social media, all of it. But, you know, cleanliness is next to to godliness and cleanliness (laughs) is next to love, you know. And um, I feel that. Like, I feel the need to be on something less, like sugar, caffeine you know, whatever it is, pot, alcohol, whatever it is that people are doing when you get cleaner and you just feel your internal God-given joy return, you don't have to look for substance. Right. right? Oh, I love that you're saying this. Yes. And I'm always like less density, more light. So that trauma and like the burden, the accumulation feels heavy. And then as we're cleaning that out and like, but there's, there's not another way to like, we have right. to clean it out. Like what, yeah. this is why we're talking about this. Like we have to do the internal cleansing in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, then there is space for more light because yeah. what I found in my journey was like, and and this is, 
you know, I, I think it doesn't matter the story the or the when, you know, but it, it's like, if we feel heavy and we're doing a little bit of clearing, we'll, you know, we'll probably feel heavy again. There was like a return of heaviness, right. Mm -hmm. That I would experience that was like, why are things still hard? Or why do I keep going to therapy on the same issue kind of thing? And like, I think this internal cleansing is where it becomes a different ballgame because we are cleansing out that accumulation, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and actually making space for, um, for more light. And of course there, I know that you talk about saunas and sweating and, um, all of those drainage pathways. Um, and so we want to, you know, continue to drain physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and like fill ourselves back up. Well, it's all connected, right? So the more I physically cleanse, the easier it is for me to address my trauma. The more I address my trauma, the easier it is for my body to physically let go. So it's really like an integrative process. Like I have to stress because people, they want to come see me. They want to do a clinic. I'm like, just so you know, and I actually, you know, as a business owner, I don't know if you do this. I like imagine my ideal client. And I've just been imagining more and more and calling that in. Like, I want to work with people who understand that there is no easy road. Like, you got to do it all. And it doesn't have to be the stressful thing. It's like a slow process of awakening and cleansing. But please don't come to see me if you think you're going to lose a bunch of weight and solve your problems in one or two colonics, you know? Um, So uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And usually the work is with where we're avoiding, right? One of my greatest teachers, her name was Gaina Uransky. She was my yoga teacher, training uh, teacher. She was saying, Katya, the growth comes when you lean into what's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like most of us know what we're avoiding, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I can detox, eat well, exercise all day long. I love it. It just like fills my cup. What's hard for me to do is slow down, meditate, deep breathe and relax. Yeah. But that's where the healing is for me. And I'm sure you have, you know, where your, your, your hard stuff is. Yeah. Um, I love this concept and this is, you know, uh, so many people or coaches or, you know, functional medicine or anybody will, will be like, here's the thing, here's the one thing. And I love that you're saying there's no one thing you, you trust yourself and I'm getting ready to offer, um, this awesome system called structure and flow for like, knowing where your resources are going, optimizing your life, your health, all levels. And in it, I talk about PEMS. I call it physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And I'm like, there is not one size fits all for a daily routine. Like I am not going to be that kind of coach. What I am going to say is we have to have the self-trust and to know what is the thing that needs to happen next in each of those levels. Yeah. So if you look at your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, where are you called to address what you are ignoring (laughs) in each of those levels, then do that every day. And then when that changes, upgrade your system, right? Be open to seasons changing, right? Yes. And that's yes. one of the comparison things. You have to be really careful. People look at my life, they're like, oh my God. Because I get up every morning and I do an hour of self-care six to seven days a week. Oh, between for sure. 6 a.m. Yeah. and 7 a.m. That is my time. No one needs me. And people are like, God, that's a lot. And I eat all this good food. But I have built a foundation. Yeah. And like, if you felt like I felt, you would be doing it too. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's people, worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. And it fills my cup. So return on investment. find things that return on investment. And then when something's not working, be open to switching and learning and growing as we get older and as we heal. And, you know, it's about flow. I mean, my whole practice is about flow. So flow through all your physical tubes, flow through your meridians, flow through your relationships, you know, like I'm in divine relationship with myself, with my partner, with my family, with my business, with my community, because I'm open and I'm not stagnant. And so it has affected every aspect of my life. And I can say I'm happier, or I can say I'm more content than I've ever been. Like, my nervous system is Mm -hmm. regulating through internal cleansing and feeling safe and feeling connected. Yes, so beautiful. 
Thank you. Let's, I mean, I feel like we're beginning to wrap up. I think that we covered what was most of what was on my list. This is just so much for um, so much goodness for folks to absorb. And um, let me just check in with you to see if, if we've left anything out or any. I love organic conversations like this, right? Because yeah, you know, we can go physical, I can talk about physical stuff, and we can go emotional and all that. Um, I just feel really grateful to just be continuing to learn from my mentors and from the people that come to see me because really, like, our medical system and our healing system has not really integrated all of this. And there's a big trauma piece, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts from, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Gabor Mate, you know, his new book, The Myth of Normal, And I do want to say if anybody's listening to this and you do have trauma, I just want to take the shame out of that. Like, it's not your fault. Like things happen to you. And and if you have addiction issues and other kind of issues that stem from your trauma, you know, it's not like I'm taking the personal responsibility away from it, but there's a reason. There's always a reason. And that gives us the power to go and kind of address that and take our wellness in our own hands. Yeah. And we can always return to wholeness. I mean, I think that's healing is possible. I totally like, I mean, if you guys had seen me nine or 10 years ago, like, I mean, even six years ago, like if I can heal, you can heal. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. all I'm going to say about that. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for living that example and sharing that. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love, yeah, we teach what we have found. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I will put your links in the show notes and folks can reach out to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with everyone. I love talking about this stuff and I can't wait to see on the table and maybe out and about in Nashville. So yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you, and your reviews help, and they matter. Remember, you are not alone on this sacred remembering path and women are rising now and we're doing it together. You can join the Sacred Remembering community at sarahpoet.com and also visit there for more tools and inspiration and also to book work with me privately. Here's to your Sacred Remembering path. Much love and we'll talk to you next time.